0: Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the Blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, community manager at micro.blog. And for this episode, I am very happy to be talking with Eddie Hinkle, who is at Eddie Hinkle on
1: micro.blog.
0: Hey, Eddie, how's it going today?
1: Thanks, Jean. It's going pretty well. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm very glad that you were able to make some time uh, to be on the show because, um, well, this is the part of the show where we say, tell us a little bit about yourself. But one thing I know about you is that you have a very major life event um, on the horizon very soon. So maybe you want to, (laughs) if you don't mind sharing about yourself and what's happening with you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, so as... Uh, we're recording this a week from now I will very likely have a son so that's less than a week from people listening to this
0: Mm -hmm. it's exciting it is
1: very exciting it'll be my first child so it's a major milestone
0: and uh besides being a um very soon-to-be father um what else uh, What else do you do?
1: Um, so I live in Northern Maryland, just north of D.C. So I get to, you know, in my off time, enjoy exploring D.C. and just kind of the whole city area. Um, I have a wife and two cats. So the house is <laughs> plenty full and plenty fun, even without the sun on the <laughs> way. <laughs> um, and for a day job, I'm a software engineer. So I focus on mm-hmm. doing user interfaces, um, mostly web apps.
0: And so uh, what attracted you to micro.blog?
1: Yeah, so it's funny, actually. Um, you know, I saw different blogs and probably posts on Twitter when micro.blog was on Kickstarter. So I opened up the Kickstarter page and I looked at it and I thought, this looks interesting. But being mm, somewhat stingy um, and knowing that I can kind of get carried away with Kickstarter things and <laughs> Indiegogo things, yes. I thought... I think I'll pass. So I just kind of moved on. Um, and it wasn't until the Kickstarter was over and everything, and um, I was already involved with the IndieWeb. And so suddenly I started seeing references to Microdot Blog and Manton popping up and talking about integrating IndieWeb technologies into Microdot Blog. And I was like, wait. I remember seeing this on Kickstarter. Like, why did I not end up backing this thing? <laughs> so <laughs> So I very quickly waited until um, or very excitedly waited until Manton opened it up to non-kickstarter people. and I uh, quickly signed up as soon as I got the email that I had an invitation. Oh,
0: great. Well, I'm glad that you joined us. And uh, actually, you know, talking about the indie web, would you mind um giving a little uh synopsis of what that means, you know, that you were involved with the indie web movement?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I mean I think the indie web movement, um, at the core of it is just wanting people to, you know, own their information, their content. Um, but specifically the IndieWeb movement has technologies that, you know, um allow us to engage in social interaction on the internet, um, using our own websites Mm -hmm. in, you know, kind of like Manton said in a recent blog post that the internet, the web is a social platform rather than needing a social platform. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, that's really what micro.blog, um, is based on. So, you know, micro.blog and IndieWeb are really, uh, siblings, if not even closer connected to that.
0: (laughs) Um, that's, that's a very good, um, observation. And I think, you know, it is a term we've been tossing around a lot lately um, on microdot blog, especially because we had the IndieWeb Summit um, two weeks ago here in Portland. But I can tell you that I had no idea what it was when I first heard of it last summer, but I went to the IndieWeb Summit anyway <laughs> because I was already working with Manton and it seemed like it's it was Appropriate and important for me to go, and it was. I mean, I learned a lot, and uh, I can't say anybody who's curious about indie web and the homebrew website um, movement—you, you, you know—don't be intimidated by the fact that there's such highly technical people who are very active on it, because there's room for everybody there, and and. You know these folks want their technologies to be used, so they're really happy to um, help you learn how to use them, or or install them, or whatever. Uh, so just a little, you know, tip that I, I don't want people to feel like IndieWeb means oh too over my head.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. In fact, um, it's funny because many platforms, even like Twitter, started out with a very technical. Um, you know, group of people on it, mm-hmm. and then kind of grew. And t- Twitter has grown so much that it's not as obvious that it started out so technical. But so seeing Twitter, I, I'm i encouraged that, you know, of course, micro.blog has grown beyond um, the technical people. And I believe the indie web in general can grow beyond the technical people too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's what we hope for. And and certainly, our goals, Um, you know, as a sibling uh as a sibling technologies or movements uh blog and indie web um so um so tell me about your blog like and your and is your micro blog separate from your your main blog and how does that work
1: yeah so so it's funny um i've has some random blogs off and on throughout history, but never really done good at the official quote blogging, mm-hmm. which is writing a long form article uh, with a title. And so um, it was uh, a little bit over a year and a half ago that I had an idea of something I wanted to say. And so I thought, you know what, let me just, you know, put together um, a quick like static website so I can post this single blog. Um, so let me just do it the easiest way I can and throw it up there. And um, so I did that. And then I started getting more involved with the IndieWeb. And so what I decided to do was go ahead and start putting everything I did on my website. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm actually, um, a lot of what I do is inspired by Aaron Parecki, Mm -hmm. who is one of the co-founders of the IndieWeb. And uh, he does a lot of tracking of himself and different things like that. And so Doing the same thing, I've started tracking like what I um, eat, what I drink, uh, what I watch, what I listen to, Mm -hmm. um, where I go, all sorts of things, way too much information that no (laughs) one would ever want to (laughs) know. And uh, I also post micro blog blog, Mm -hmm. um, posts as well as anything else on my website. And so I actually post a subset of what's on my website to micro.blog uh-huh. so essentially when i think that something would be particularly interesting for people mm-hmm. or it's something i'm particularly excited about mm-hmm. then i'll go ahead and post those to micro.blog and i'll leave all the extra stuff just sitting on my website mm-hmm.
0: so yeah this is uh, a discussion near to my heart because my project while i was at indie web summit was to move my um My blog, to WordPress blog, Um, so I've been just using Micro Blog hosted blog for Mac Genie, which is my my handle that I've had for too long, but I can't change it now. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) um, so, uh, you know, so I've been trying to learn uh, some of the the steps and um, best practices for. Say using WordPress together with micro.blog. Blog, and um, when you say you only post a subset of your um, posts to Microdot Blog, um, do you do that in the Microdot Blog app, or does it go from your your blog, you know, and f- picked up as a feed to Micro Blog? And pardon my. Ignorance, but this is where I'm coming from. Still, I don't 100% understand how everything works.
1: Oh, no, definitely. Uh, That's a great question. So I, yeah, I post everything directly to my website, um, actually using a MicroPub app um, that I built. Mm -hmm. um, And so called Indigenous. And so I use that to post everything to my website. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the IndieWeb has that... um, Manton has also kind of built into micro.blog is, you know, when you're posting to micro.blog, you can choose if you want to syndicate to Facebook or Twitter. Mm -hmm. Well, that same kind of standard I have built into my website. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm posting to my website, I can choose if I want to post to micro.blog or, you know, and there are other syndication places I can send it. And so, yeah, when I'm posting something in the same way that someone can tap to send to Facebook or to Twitter, um, then I can go and tap to send a micro.blog. So behind the scenes, that is all just being put into a RSS feed that I give to micro.blog. Oh, I see.
0: Okay, that that helps me a lot. I, I do understand a lot better. And now you've mentioned something I did want to ask you about, which is indigenous, um, which according to your website is an open source iOS app in development. Um, could you tell us a little more about that?
1: So. A little bit over a year ago, there was no way to post using Micropub, um, which is a communication standard, uh, from an iOS app. Really, there were only web apps to be able to do that. Um, Of course, micro.blog now supports that, Mm -hmm. the iOS app. Um, But So I started working on Indigenous probably a bit over a year ago, and it just continued to grow and grow. So step one was just being able to post things from my phone without having to use a website. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: And then there's something uh, that's a sibling to MicroPub called MicroSub, and not to get too technical, but (laughs) essentially it's a way for um, people to be able to keep their own timeline data Mm -hmm. uh, in the same way that MicroPub allows you to post and keep your own, you know, content. And so Indigenous allows you to post via MicroPub to keep your content as well as read a timeline from a server that's compatible um so that you can do all of that and keep all of your data uh, both reading and posting data.
0: Mhm. Okay, wow. So that sounds quite uh quite wonderful and ambitious. What's uh what's the future of Indigenous, because um, I'm sure people who are listening to this would like to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I have a lot of things I want to do with Indigenous. Um, step one, since I do use Microdot Blog so much, there's some stuff that um, because Microsub is still being worked out, uh, Microdot Blog, you know, Manton has mentioned that you know he's going to kind of wait for Microsub to finish being becoming an adult before uh, <laughs> that really starts getting integrated, which is smart. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go ahead and build in support for the blog timeline. Um, in addition to microsub as kind of a version 1.1, mm-hmm. um, because of course I use that a lot. Um, so yeah, it's just a way to kind of have more control over your timeline experience. Um, and I want to add some different views. So right now it looks a lot like the micro.blog blog. Apps timeline and Twitter and everything Else but I want to add a timeline That looks like a photo gallery mm-hmm. That looks like a map mm. um, Things like that That just allow you to say I want to see this You know information in this way
0: Wow that sounds Really great and uh, of course you're going to Have all kinds of free time on your hands Starting next week so, uh, to finish This <laughs> up right
1: <laughs> Exactly <laughs> you know it should be done In, in a week or two you know <laughs>
0: Well, I think I think we will um, you know, understand if it takes you a little longer than uh, expected to add any new features because um yes, you will actually have your hands full and um that's completely understandable. Uh well one more thing I want to ask you about um because you in my mind are an early adopter is uh microcasting. You created a microcast called 30 and counting and how how's that experience been for you?
1: Yeah, it's been really good. Um I have really enjoyed it. I started trying to do um a microcast on my own last fall mm. um and I ran into two issues. One it was about um me working on a novel and so if I didn't work on the novel I couldn't continue the microcast. <laughs> Yeah. So that in itself was a problem. Um, but two, there was just so much I had to do to record it and get it live. And so when micro.blog rolled out Wavelength and I could just plug a mic into my phone, speak, tap and have it upload, um, it just took away all of the friction I found to be able to record a microcast and so that's why i started uh 30 and counting and yeah it's been really fun um just being able to plug in a mic and record um and i think everything's gone fairly smoothly um except for the you know uh, three weeks of bronchitis i got <laughs> in the middle and so <laughs> my episodes stopped yeah
0: oh gee i know all about that too i uh when i lost my voice at wwdc I couldn't record. I was planning to record people live there um, at the Micro Meetup um, in San Jose. I thought, oh, that'll be so cool. And then, but if you can't talk, <laughs> you can't. You know, that is one thing about podcasting is uh, it does require audio.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> um,
0: well, I want to wrap this up and so we I could just go on forever there's so many interesting things you've been up to and uh, it's really nice to talk to you in person um for the first time but i before we finish up is there anything else you'd like to add about um what you're doing or about microdot blog or anything really
1: yeah i think i mean one thing that really sticks out to me that i enjoy about microdot blog is just the um, relational engagement in the community. So for example, um, there are two significant things that have kind of happened for me on micro.blog. One, um, you know, as I mentioned, I'm going to be a father soon. And, uh, James Shelley on micro.blog as well has recently become a father. And so he's been posting these weekly logs. I think he's three or four weeks into the weekly logs now. Mm-hmm. And so it's been exciting just reading kind of his journey, like, you know, two, three weeks ahead of me. And kind of seeing what might be coming my way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's cool to just kind of intersect uh, in life stages with people. Um, And even just fun things. Like I got a leather Apple watch band today Mm -hmm. that I've been really enjoying. And I found it because someone on micro.blog posted a blog post about, you know, they tested out these different leather watch bands. And this was the one they found that was the best. And so I ordered it. And it's really awesome. (laughs)
0: I I saw that post and I almost went like, "Huh, I want to find out about that leather watch band." But uh, I'm tr- I'm trying not to to become a watch band person. Let's <laughs> just stick with <laughs> stick with my one band. But it looked really cool, and I really liked the face that you were using as well. That looked really neat.
1: Yeah, thanks. I liked it too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Eddie, I appreciate that you came on today. And especially in light of uh, everything that you're doing and everything that you're going to be doing. Um, I, after I asked you to, if you wanted to be on the podcast, I thought, Oh, wait a second. He's probably like, thinking, there's no way I don't have any extra time in my schedule between now and the arrival of my child. So I, I really do appreciate you making the time and uh, want to wish you Um, you know, all the best. That's very exciting. Um, And I know, we'll be looking forward to hearing, uh, hearing about your experiences and seeing cute baby pictures, please.
1: Oh, most definitely.
0: And to everybody else out there. uh, Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week.